You are listening to a Victory Alabang podcast. Jesus is our ultimate treasure. Discover what Jesus said about selling our possession in this message by Pastor Jonathan Ramirez. Tayo po last week ay nagsimula ng ating uh, series topic, I Wish Jesus Didn't Say That. This is actually a Lordship uh, series that we have. At kaya po nakalagay yan, I Wish Jesus Didn't Say That. At pag-uusapan po natin at pinag-uusapan natin yung mga bagay na sinabi ni Jesus na misa na isa subject sa mis- uh, misinterpretation o kaya misunderstanding. Kaya misa para hindi matanggap ng tao and they would say, I wish Jesus didn't say that. Kaya nga po tayo ay narito sa pag-aaral ng salita ng Panginoon. Maiintindihan natin at makukuha natin bakit sinabi ni Jesus yung bagay na yun. Tulad po lakaraang linggo, anong pinag-usapan natin, pinag-usapan ninyo dito last Sunday? Love your... Tignan mo yung katabi mo. Love mo ba yan? Ha? Baka siya yung enemy mo, ha? Pero sabi ni Lord, kahit katabi mo, enemy mo, ano sabi? Love your enemy. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, love your enemies. So, love me. <laughs> okay. So, alam natin that uh, we are thankful because Jesus said, love your enemies. Because we used to be enemies of God before because of our sins. But praise God, while we will yet sinners, Christ died for us. We used to be enemies of God, but because God said, love your enemies, God loved us that He gave His life on the cross for each one of us. Kaya yun po yung dahilan. Papasalamat tayo kay Lord. Sinabi niyang, thank God, Jesus said, love your enemies. Ngayon, hindi na tayo kaaway ng Diyos. Tayo yung mga kaibigan ng Diyos. Tayo yung mga anak ng Diyos. Amen? Praise God. Let's give Him praise right now. Ngayong araw po na ito, pag-uusapan pa natin is another controversial one. Okay? At ito po yung sell all your possessions. Okay? Isang bahagi lang po. Actually, kung kukumpletuhin mo yun, medyo mahaba. Sell all your possessions and give it to the poor or distribute it to the poor. Come and follow me. Okay? So, medyo may kahabaan po yan. Pero, baka yung iba medyo nahihiwagaan na. Ano kaya ang ibig sabihin ni Pastor? Alam ko yung iba sa inyo na maraming mga ari-arian dyan, medyo kinakabahan na kayo. Okay? Baka anong gagawin ni Pastor? Sasabihin kaya ni Pastor sa preaching, baka kailangan bago siya mag-closing, makalabas na ako. Okay. So, kaya nga po natin, pag-aaralan natin ang salita ng Painon, bakit kaya sinabi ni Jesus yung bagay na ito? Now, sa kasalukuyan po, ang maraming tao ay marami pong katanungan sa kanilang isip. At yung mga katanungan ito ay nagpapahayag lamang kung ano yung concern nila o kung ano yung endeavor nila o ano yung gusto nila. For example, ang katanungan, what course should I take? Meron pa mga estudyante rito? Taas ang kamay. Estudyante. O oh, yan, yan, yan. Hindi mukhang mukhang estudyante. Estudyante talaga. Okay. Sa isipan nila, ano ba yung kurso na dapat kong kukunin? Alam, pagdating sa kuleyo. Because, syempre, gusto mo naman, ang tinapos mong course, yun yung maraming trabaho na gaantay sa'yo, hindi ba? At saka, syempre, something that's in your heart. Gusto mo talaga yung course na yun. So, what course should I take? Doon naman po sa mga nakatapos na, okay? Where can I look for a job? Maraming iba sa inyo, naghahanap na ng trabaho. Katanungan ngayon yan sa isipan nyo, paulit-ulit. It's because your current endeavor is that you would like to be productive and help your family. How can I be successful? Sino rito ang gusto ng success? Taas ang kamay. Yan, yan. So, maraming yan ang natanong, tanong nyo sa isipan. How can I be successful? 
Di ba? Wala namang masama sa success. At yan ang yung tanong ninyo ngayon. Ibig sabihin, yan yung gusto nyo mangyari sa inyong buhay. What can I do to, to be rich quickly? Okay? Parang marami, ganyan. Gusto kong maging mayaman kagad. Paano kaya? Okay? What could be my, who could be my future spouse? Sino yan ang tanong ninyo sa isipan ninyo ngayon? Sino kaya dito sa... Ito bang katabi ko, Lord? Ito na ba siya? Bara siya, 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 ganyan ang prayer ninyo. Umari, pagka nag, nakalayan, nakataas yung kamay, nililayan sa ninyo. Ha? Maaaring nandun na kayo sa edad na medyo talagang delikado na, kaya talagang tinatanong nyo na yan. Okay. So mga maraming pera, what investment should should I make now? Okay? Ano ba yung investment na iniisip mo ngayon? Maaaring Sobrang dami ng pera mo na hindi lang sapat na may savings ka, ang gusto mo ngayon ay mag-invest na. Okay? At lalo na, ito na oh, ito parating na yung uh, May 3. Ito na ang tanong ninyo sa inyong isipan ngayon, ha? inaabangan nyo na. Who will be the winner in Pacquiao versus Mayweather Superfight? Ah, sa May, alam naman natin kung sino naman mananalo eh. <laughs> alam naman natin si Pacquiao mananalo. Okay, basta pag-pray lang din natin because... Ano, hindi lang naman huyang basta boxing eh. Nakasalalay, tandaan natin si Manny Pacquiao is a believer of the Lord. Okay? Kaya ako sa inyo, sa mga, lalo sa mga intercessor narito, uh, go to spiritual warfare. Okay? And let us, uh, let us pray for, for our brother Manny Pacquiao. Okay? So, sa pag-uusapan po kasi natin sa oras na ito, ay isang katanungan binigay ng isang rich young ruler kay Jesus. Isa pong tanong na hindi na itatanong ng maraming tao sa ating lipunan, pero napaka-importanting tanong. At ano po yung tanong na yun? Yan po yung ating pag-uusapan ngayong oras na ito. Tumayo po tayong lahat. At buksan po natin sa Luke chapter 18, beginning verse 18 to 25. And a ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and mother. Verse 21, and he said, all this I have kept from my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, one thing you still lack. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Come and come, follow me. But when he heard these things, he became very sad, for he was extremely rich. Jesus, seeing that he had come, become sad, said, How difficult it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Let us pray. Lord, we trust you our lives. We trust you this service. Thank you, God, for the power of your Holy Spirit that's moving in our midst today. Give us divine illumination and understanding of your word. Na matapos po ang araw na ito, lalabas kami, maliwanag, at takbo ng aming kaisipan at magagawa naming i-apply, Panginoon, anong manang mensahe mo meron ka sa aming ngayong araw na ito. Salamat po, Panginoon, sa iyo lamang ang papuri o Diyos sa pangalan ni Jesus. Lahat ay magsabi ng Amen. Amen. Makakaw po tayong lahat. Okay, so ngayon po ay pag-uusapan natin yung naging tanong ng lalaking ito kay Jesus Kristo. Dahil marami pong tao sa kabisihan ng mundo, sa kabisihan at sa kadaming bagay na ginagawa at alalahanin, 
hindi nagagawang itanong ang purtanting tanong na yun. Pero bago natin alamin at pag-aralan yung kanyang itanong kay Jesus, pag-aralan muna natin siya. Sino ba yung lalaki na ito na lumapit kay Jesus? Tingnan natin yung kanyang profile. Sabi ng Bible, he was young, less than 40 years old. Because in Greek, nanianiskos, ang ibig sabihin nun, less than 40 years old. Okay? Hindi pala kami nagkakalayo. He was affluent and rich. Mayaman. Hindi lang basta ito mayroong pera sa bangko. Maaring may business portfolio siya. Marami siyang business, maraming negosyo, at uh, marami siyang mga lingkod. Okay? See, the way the Bible said, he was extremely rich. He was a ruler. Hindi na lang sinabi kung siya isang sinagog ruler or what kind of ruler he, he is. But sabi ng Bible, siya po ay isang namumuno. Ibig sabihin, Meron siyang kapangyarihan, may influence siya. Meron siyang mga tao down him. Okay? He was well known in the society. Medyo popular siya. At siguro maraming nagkakagusto dito sa lalaking ito. Dahil kasi kilala siya eh. At kung ikaw ba naman ay maraming pera, hindi ka ba guguwapo? Talagang guguwapo ka. <coughs> He was religious. Naitala rin po ang mga kwentong ito sa Mark chapter 10. At sa Mark chapter 10, ang paglapit niya kay Jesus, kay, kay Jesus ang sabi doon, siya ay lumuhod pa kay Jesus at itinanong yung importanteng tanong na yun. So, he has that sense of religiosity in his life. Now, sino po rito ang mga binata? Taas po ang kamay. Binata. Bakit nawawala kayo? Oh, sino po rito ang mga dalaga? Taas ang kamay. Be proud. Parang nahihiya pa kayo eh. Anyway, doon sa po sa mga binata, I'm pretty sure isa sa mga gusto ninyong mga katangin ay yung mga bagay na ito. Tama ba? Kunwari pa kayo, ayaw nyo sumagot. Ayaw nyo bang mayaman? Di ba? Ayaw nyo bang maging matagumpay? Ayaw nyo bang may leadership kayo o kaya kayo ay popular? These things, these characteristics ay hina... Ay, I'm pretty sure there's so many men, especially single men, who are really running after to have all of these things. You may be working, and the reason why you are working is because gusto nyo tumaas naman yung standard of living ninyo. Okay? Maraming mga kadalagahan, ang gusto nilang mapangasawa ay yung may mga ganitong katangian. Tama ba ako? No. Could you imagine this man? Okay? So, Ang katangian yata ng isang lalaki ay nasa sa kanya ng lahat. Ano pa ba ang hahanapin niya? He was young, he was affluent and rich, he was a ruler, he was well-known in the society, and he was religious. But there was something lacking in his life. Part of his profile is this. He was empty, he was lost, and desperate. What a contrast. So possibly pala na kahit isang tao, it appeared to be successful with more money, popularity, with power, Possibly pa lang, that person is empty, lost, and desperate. Do you agree? Why? Because it is not the riches of this world that would make us really fulfilled because fulfillment only comes from God. Maraming mga tao nagahangad na maging ganito, but just like this man, maybe their lives are also empty. They are also lost and desperate, and it showed the kind of life in the light of the Lord Jesus Christ's eyes. He came to Jesus with a question in his mind. 
Ano yung tanong niya na napakahalagang tanong na dapat naitanong din natin sa sarili natin at naitatanong ng maraming tao. Kaya lang sa dami ng tanong, ang tanong na ito ay hindi na nagagawang itanong ng mga tao sa kanilang sarili. It has something to do with man's eternal destiny. Kadalasan ang tanong natin is temporal. Temporal thing is all about here on earth pero walang nagtatanong patungkol sa kanyang eternal destiny. This man had this question in mind and he said this to Jesus. The ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Maaari ang lalaking ito nasa kanya ng lahat ng bagay pero meron palang kulang dahil hindi siya sigurado sa kanyang buhay na walang hanggan. Sa mundong ito, ikaw man ay mabuhay ng isang daang taon, ay sabi mo ng 200 years ka pang mabuhay, that's nothing compared to eternity. Lahat ng po pwede mong ma-achieve dito sa buhay nito is nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed in us. And if we are unsure of eternity, no matter how prosperous you are and successful you are here on earth, if you don't know where your soul will go after death, you are in great danger. You you have not really reached to the point of knowing what really life is really all about. So, nagtanong ang lalaki to, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? We are going to make a verse-by-verse analysis of this para makita ko natin yung talagang pinakabuod at minsahe. Pag sinabi pong good during those times, ibig sabihin, it also means God. Yung salitang good, hindi ginagamit sa ordinaryong tao, ginagamit yun lang kay God. Kaya nung tinawag yun si Jesus na good teacher, May recognition of Christ's deity, or the, Jesus being God, not just an ordinary man. Kaya nung tinawag niya sa good teacher, it's like saying, I believe you are God. Remember this, it's one thing to believe that Jesus is your Lord God, it's one thing to live your life based on that belief. Tagalugin ko po. Iba yung, yung ikaw ay nananampalatayang si Jesus ang yung Panginoong Diyos ay isang bagay. Pero isang bagay din kung ikinapamumuhay mo ba yung paniniwalang yun. Dahil maraming tao naniniwala si Jesus ay kanilang Panginoong Diyos pero hindi nagre-reflect sa klase ng buhay na meron sila. Ang lalaking ito, nire-recognize niya yung diti ni Christ. Good teacher, ibig sabihin, God, what must I do to inherit eternal life? It's not that because Jesus was denying that He was God, that He made this answer, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. Hindi naman sinasabi ni Jesus, Why do you call me good? I'm not good, I'm bad. Yung ba sinabi ni Jesus? No. Hindi sinabi, I am bad. Hindi, 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 hindi niya kinu-question. Tama yung confession ng lalaking yun. Why do you call me good? Why do you call me God? And yet, the kind of life that you have does not reflect my Lordship in your life. When you call Him God, when you call Him Lord God, meaning, hindi mo lang siya tinatawag, kundi ikinapamumuhay mo na siya talaga ang Panginoon ng iyong buhay. Tama ho ba? Kasi pwedeng tawagin mo siyang Panginoon and yet you are living your life of sin, it contradicts. Sabi sabi niya, why do you call me good? Why do you call me God? No one is good except God alone. Christ was not nullifying or denying his deity. Hindi po niya sinasabing hindi sa Diyos. Ang kinakwestiyon niya ay yung question ng lalayong, yung pagkakatawag sa kanya na good teacher. Kung tinatawag mo akong Diyos, 
it does not reflect the kind of life that you have. So, yung anong implication ng kanyang tanong? By implication, it means, do you really believe I am your Lord God? Yun ang sinasabi ni Jesus sa kanya. That's the way to interpret that verse. Now, let's go to the question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Sabihin nga natin, what must I do? Alam nyo ba, ganyan ang tanong. Maganda yung tanong eh. Kaya sabi ko, maraming tanong, pero nakalimutang itanong about their eternal destiny. Ito'y tamang tanong, pero mali yung perspective ng tao. Bakit? Kasi ang tanong niya, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Maraming tao ang iniisip lang ang kaligtasan ay kung ano pa rin yung bagay na kanilang gagawin para sila maligtas. What good works should I do for me to have eternal life? This man, dahil siya mayaman, may be in a proper, in a better position to do so many good works. Why? Pag mayaman ka, mas marami kang pwedeng matulungan. Tama ba? Mas marami kang pwedeng maipatayong eskwelahan, simbahan, marami kang pwedeng ipatayo ng mga rehabilitation center. Kasi mayaman ka, you are in a better position to bless other people. Unfortunately, salvation is not by the works of men. Hindi mo pwedeng bilhin ang kaligtasan mo sa pamagitan ng paggawa ng, magan, ng, ng mabubuting gawa para bigyan mo ng sarili mo ng kaligtasan. Kasi yun yung context ng kanyang tanong. What must I do? Salvation is not what we can do. Salvation is what Christ did on the cross. Amen? Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Sabi po ng Romans 3.20, For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. So, works of the law, ibig sabihin, by isang pong utos, kahit anong gawin mo, hindi mo mapupulfill yan Ten Commandments. Because violation once, violation of all, and I said this over and over again for several times already in this church. If you are to look at the standard of God, granting na sabi, ah, nagawa ko na yan eh. But if you are to look at the standard of God, yung ikaw ay nagalit sa kapwa mo, nag-commit ka na ng murder. Yun ang standard ni Lord. So, therefore, yung katuruan na you shall not commit murder, sablay ka na kagad. Andiyan po ba kayo? So, how can you fulfill, how can you use your good works to satisfy the standard of God for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God? So, you cannot satisfy. Instead, yung Ten Commandments ay binigay sa atin bilang salamin para malaman mo na ikaw ay nagkasala. Because anybody and anyone can pretend that they fulfilled the law. But when you look at the law and analyze it carefully, you will realize na ikaw pala talaga ay makasalanan. Kaya ang mga batas ay binigay para ma-recognize mo na ikaw ay nagkasala. Amen. Amen. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, ikaw rin nagkasala. Yeah, okay, mahiya sabihin yun. Lahat tayo. Lahat tayo sumablay. Now, on the basis of that question, what must I do? Sinagot ni Jesus, ayun sa tanong. O, ah, okay, sige, kung ano yung gagawin mo, o ito. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and mother. That's around, that's five among the ten commandments of the Lord. Okay. So, kasi ang tanong niya, what must I do? So, sinabi niya, okay, itong gawin mo. As if Christ was saying, you have to be perfect if you really would like to be saved. But, but the question is, meron bang taong perfecto? Meron ba? Wala. 
Okay? Now, sabi ng lalaking ito, and he said, all this I have kept from my youth. Wow! Tindi ano? Siguro nga napakabait ng lalaking ito. I'm very bold siyang magsabi, Lord, all this I have kept. I've been, I've done that already. Tapos ko na yan eh. Nagawa ko ng lahat. This man just demonstrated self-righteous attitude and trust in his own goodness. And so many people, they thought they will get their salvation out of their own goodness. Out of their own self-righteousness. Tayo rin mismo, minsan may tendi tayong ikumpara yung sarili natin sa iba. Kinukumpara natin yung righteousness natin kumpara dun sa iba. O, tinignan mo yung katabi mo, palagay ko, itong katabi ko pupunta ng impyerno ito eh. Kasi ako, mas mabait ako kaysa sa kanya eh. Nakikita ko siya kung paano siya makipag-uusap sa tao. Hindi siya ganong magiliw eh. Ako, magiliw naman ako sa mga tao. Palagi akong nakangiti. Lagi ko silang ina-appear. So, palagay ko, mas righteous ako kaysa sa kanya. Pag funeral service, pag may namatay, tinitingnan mo, ina-analyze mo yung buhay ng taong yun. Nasaan kaya itong taong na ito ngayon? Nasa langit kaya ito yun? Nasa impyerno. Titingnan mo, palagay ko, sa impyerno to eh. Kasi hindi ako pinautang nito nung nangangailangan ako, gipit na gipit ako eh. Tinikis ako nito. Palagay ko, masamang tao ito, nasa impyerno palagay ko ito. Tapos titingin doon sa isa, ayun ito. Ito to, hindi nga ako nangungutang ito, pero inabutan ako nito eh. Palagay ko nasa langit ngayon ito. Our tendency is to judge people on their own personal righteousness. On the basis of their own good works, we see and judge people whether they will go to heaven and go to hell. And because that's the way we look at other people, that's also the way we look at ourselves. So our tendency is to compare ourselves with others. Ayan po ba kayo? Iba tingin mo, tingin ko naman mas mabait ako kaysa sa kanya. Palagay ko, Lord, kaya ako naborn again dahil bata pa lang ako, talagang mabait na ako eh. Cute na ako nung bata pa ako, Lord. Kaya palagay ko, karapat-dapat lang na iligtas mo ako. We base it on our own righteousness rather than looking at ourselves based on the standard of God. Because if we see ourselves in this, based on the standard of God, ang makikita mo yung Romans 3.23, all have sinned. Amen? Sablay tayo. Tinimbang tayo, ngunit kulang. Dahil ang sabi ng 1 John 1.8, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Pag sinabi natin wala tayong kasalanan, niloloko lang daw natin yung ating mga sarili. Now, sa Luke 18 verse 22, nung marinig to ni Jesus, sabi ni Jesus, One thing you still lack. Say one thing. May isang bagay, pero yung isang bagay is very much crucial. Kasi alam nyo, kay Jesus, lagi siyang tumitigin sa puso ng tao. Tama ho ba? Ang Diyos lagi na, ano man ang ginagawa mo, naglilingkod ka man sa church, dumadalo ka man, o ikaw man ay nagtatrabaho, ano man bagay na ginagawa natin, externally, God would always look at the motive of our heart. Tama. Kahit sa pagpili ng mga lingkod ng Diyos, ang Diyos nakatingin hindi sa kakayanan. Laging nakatingin yan sa puso. Kasi sa oras ho nito, sa inyong pagkakao po dyan, nakatingin kayo sa akin. Talagang parang nakikinig kayo, no? <laughs> Pero alam ni Lord yung nasa puso ninyo. Alam niya kung may intensyon kayong matulog. Ha? Kitang-kita yan ni Lord. Katunay, may anghel na nga nagbabantay sa inyo. Handa na kayong sapukin pagka natulog kayo. 
Okay. God knows what's in your heart. So, alam din ni Jesus, dahil sabi ng lalaki, Lord, nagawa ko ng lahat yan. Eh, nakikita ni Lord yung puso ng lalaki na yun. Gusto ngayon palabasin ni Jesus kung ano yung nasa puso ng lalaking ito. Adyan po ba kayo? Kung ako ba talaga yung kanyang Panginoon o hindi? Okay? So, sabi ni Jesus ito, Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven and come, follow me. Now, ito po ay isang pagsubok, isang test. Ah, ganun ba? Nagawa mo na ba lahat ng mga kautosan na ito? Ibig sabihin, talaga ba ang Diyos ay number one na talaga sa puso mo? Ako pala ay number one na sa puso mo? But the man made this response. But when he heard these things, he became very sad. Say, very sad. And he, because, for he was extremely rich. Tinignan ko po yung ibig sabihin ng very sad and extremely rich. Doon sa, sa may similar gospel mark na naisulat ito. Sabi ron, Disheartened by the saying, He went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Disheartened ng lumo siya. Malungkot ng malungkot na umalis. Naku, yung kayamanang ko pinabibenta sa akin. Hindi ko kaya ito. Kasi, ang sabi ron, he had great possessions. Ang dami sigurong kayamanan ng tao na ito. Ang daming hidden wealth nito. You know what? Ito isang pagsubok sa da- isang kulang mo eh. Ano sinasabi ni Jesus? Diretsuhin ko na ako kayo. Parang sinasabi ni Jesus, isang, isang lang kulang mo. Alam mo ba ang kulang mo? Lordship ko sa buhay mo. Dahil kung ako number one sa puso mo, tignan ko, sige, benta mo lahat yung ari-arian mo at bigay mo sa mga, mga may, may hirap. Pero ang lalaking ito, nalungkot. Why? Dahil sa totoo lang, sa puso niya, hindi si Jesus ang number one. Ang kayamanan, ang kanyang number one. Adyan po kayo. Sabi ng Luke 16.30, No servant can serve two masters, for, e- for either he will hate the one and love the other, and he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Sabi nga ninyo, you cannot serve God and money. Money is important. God knows that we need it, and we can use tremendous amount of money to serve God. But to put money on the same level as God, it's a very dangerous situation. You are bringing more dangers into your life if you put money on the same level as God. At ito yung gustong ipalabas ng Panginoon na sa puso mo, hindi, ikaw lalaki ka, hindi naman ako ang number one dyan, ang number one ay yung pera mo. That's your God. Bakit? Dahil he, he could not afford to lose his possessions. Sa kanyang kaisipan, pag nawala ang kanyang kayamanan, nawala na rin ang lahat-lahat sa kanya. Now, titingin po ako sa inyo ngayon. Tumingin po kayo sa akin, kahit na konting pagtingin. Kung halimbawang kayo yung lalaki na yun at sinabi sa inyo ni Jesus ito, sige, ibenta mo lahat-lahat ng iyong mga ari-arian. Ipamigay mo sa mga mahihira. Halimbawa, Talagang ang kaharap niyo si Jesus. Kasi ito, talagang kaharap niyo si Jesus. Eh. Sinabi niyo sa inyo, anong gagawin niyo? Kita niyo, hindi kayo makakibo. 
Ano kaya isasagot ko? So, seryoso itong tanong na to. Ha? Halimbawa pong at this very moment, talagang sigurado kayong si Jesus yung kaharap ninyo at kausap ninyo. Just like this man, ganitong eksena. At sinabi ni Jesus yun sa inyo, ibenta mo lahat ng yung mga ari-arian, sumunod ka sa akin. Pabigay mo sa mga mahihirap, sumunod ka sa akin. How would you respond? Sino nagsabi sa inyong gagawin niyo kung ano yung sinabi ni Jesus? Tasang kamay. Marami sa inyo is the same as this man. It was a test. This is just a test question. Hindi na kayo makasagot. How much more if it is in reality? I'm not saying that right now God is saying it to you personally. I'm just making an illustration and yet you could hardly even raise your hands. We are guilty of this. Because iniisip natin, pagka nawalan kaya mga natin, we have lost everything in life. With hands that are not raised up today, it only means one thing. You treasure other things more than God Himself. If in illustration you cannot even raise your hands, how much more if it is already in real life? Dahil naiintindihan ko what really lordship is really all about, if God would ask me to sell everything I have, even though I still don't have, if, but granting that if I have these things, if God would tell me, knowing that my God is alive, knowing that my God is the provider of all things, knowing that my God can provide me with everything that I need, and if God would tell me, sell it to the position, I won't hesitate, and I will, I will sell it and give it to the poor and follow Jesus. Why? Because that's really what lordship is all about. You are not afraid to lose everything if that is the only way for you to keep your faith in God. Adyan po kayo. Pero hindi ko po sinasabing, sinasabi ngayon ng Panginoon sa inyo yung bagay na ito. You know why? Dahil sinabi lang ito ng Panginoon, doon sa lalaking yun, you cannot take that verse isolated from the entire story. Bakit sinabi ni Jesus yun sa lalaking yun? It's because Jesus would like to test that man because Christ could see in the heart of this man ang number one pera. Hindi siya. Contrary to his confession that you are my God. Andiyan po kayo. Alam ni Jesus kung anong puso ng taong kaya sinabi niya, ibenta mo lahat yung nare-rate, pamigay mo sa mga hirap, saka kasumunod sa akin. Parang sinasabi niya, sige, tignan ko kung talagang ako ang Panginoon ng buhay mo. And that man went away sad. I am not saying God is saying it to you personally. God just said it to that man because God could see his heart. Andiyan po kayo. Don't make this as part of the Ten Commandments in your life. This is just an idea. You cannot isolate that verse in the entire context of the story. The story was that this man, though he said, I have fulfilled, I have done all these things, and yet there is no lordship in his heart. His lord is his money. Kaya sinabi ni Jesus yun, it's a test. Kung he could afford to lose all of these things for the sake of Jesus Christ. Remember what Paul said, I consider everything rubbish that I may gain Christ. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. During the time of the early disciples, nagkaroon ng great persecution that they had to sell all of their possessions and distribute it equally because they were in great persecution. That's in the book of Acts. Bakit nagawa nila yun? Because they recognized Jesus as their Lord, not their money. 
Kaya binenta nila itong aray in such a great persecution. We are not in great persecution today. We don't have to do that. That's situational. And it required them to sell all of their possessions at pagkataas ay pinagsama-sama nila and dinistribute nila equally para makasurvive sila sa gitna ng great persecution. And it was so easy to do that. Why? Because Jesus Christ is their genuine Lord, not their money. Ayan po ba kayo? Paano mo nga naman i-give up kung sakaling ganito kagandang yung bahay? Kung ganito karaming yung pera, pwede ka lang humiga sa pera at pwede mo na tiri ka ng kandila yan. At dyan ka na lumuhod at sambahin mo na yan. At maraming tao ganyan ang ginagawa. Kung ikaw ay high-tech na tao, you have all these gadgets, iniisip mo, ibibenta ko lahat ng bagay na ito, tapos susunod kay Jesus, no way! Ang gandang sasakyan, paano mo i-give up? That's why that man, even if we bring that story here in our time today, would have this posture, malulungkot siya. Why? Because he made his wealth the source of his significance, identity, joy, and hope. Kapag ang pera ay ginawa mo, ang significance mo, ang identity mo, ang joy mo, ang hope mo, then it only means one thing, money becomes your God. Kapag ang mga bagay na meron ka ngayon, yun ang iyong sinamba, then yun ang iyong magiging Diyos. And it is sad, so many people, their God is their money, though they would deny it, it appears to be that way. Dahil sa sobrang dami ng kayamanan, ni walang time dumalo ng church. Ni walang time magpa-disciple. Ni walang time na maglingkod sa Panginoon. So busy neglecting the most important thing in life because they thought life is just here on earth and they're not even preparing for eternity. To tell you that the picture of that man is true even on our days, I would like to give you an illustration in the life of Adolf. Adolf Merkel. Crushed by watching his life's work slip away through his fingers, Adolf, Adolf Merkel, the 74-year-old 74 Swabian billionaire, isa ho siya sa pinakamayaman sa buong mundo, woke out into the bitter cold Monday night and threw himself under a speeding train. Nagpakamatay siya, nagpasagasa sa train. Merkel was thrust into the headlines in November as it emerged that he lost several hundred million euros when he got caught in the losing end of a short sale of Volkswagen shares. It is believed that he lost as much as 500 million euros. His trouble was made worse by the spreading financial crunch which hit his corporate empire hard. Yet Merkel's personal fortune will stood at around 6 billion euros. And on that day, he killed himself. He had successfully negotiated a 360 million euros bridging loan to keep his holding company. In short, ang taong ito ay nagpakamatay dahil isa sa mga negosyo niya ay nalugi. Nalugi siya ng 500 million euros. Nagpakamatay siya dahil ang natira na lang sa kanya ay 6 billion euros. Kung kayo ba, bibigyan ba kayo ng 6 billion euros? Ang euros, oh, mas mataas pa sa dollar, sa palit sa peso. Kung kayo may 600 billion, bakit papakamatay kayo? He lost 500 million euros. Nagpakamatay siya, hindi niya matanggap. Why? It's not only because of the love of money, 
Pag ginawa mong pera ang iyong Diyos, magiging Diyos mo rin pati pride, magiging Diyos mo rin pati prestige, and that's the real issue there. He could not accept that his, the people around him would say to him that he was a failure dahil siya'y kilalang matalino, magaling magpatakbo ng negosyo, and yet nalugi yung kanyang company ng 500 million euros. Hindi niya kayang tagapin. There is so much pride and prestige in having a lot of money. Kaya nung mawala siya ng 500 million euros at ang natira na lang ay 6 billion euros, nagpakamatay siya. Tumalun sa tren. He could not accept it. This man was a brilliant man, a business guru, a very intellectual person. Though he lived simply, but he was so intellectual, and yet he committed suicide because of it. Sabihin niyo sa akin ngayon, hindi realidad yan. Sa ating lang mga buhay, Misan ayaw natin isakripisyo. Ang anumang halaga sa buhay natin, maplis lang natin ang puso ng Diyos. God always looks at the heart. So when Christ said, there's one thing that you lack, ang tinutukoy ng Panginoon, I am not number one in your heart. Yung pera mo, yun ang number one sa buhay mo. Hindi lamang po ito issue, dahil ang example lang natin dito yung mayamang lalaki, so, hindi lang po ito yung isyo ng mga mayayaman, pati mga may hirap na ginagamit ang araw at gabi, gabi at araw para kumita ng pera na nalilimutan ang pamilya, nalilimutan ang ibang mga bagay just to get for money. Whatever it takes to be successful, whatever it takes, kahit na magtapak siya, kahit na magnakaw siya, sa kabanang pamahalaan o sa kabanang kanilang kumpanya, gagawin yumaman lang. Bakit? Kasi hindi siya naging mayaman simula nung siya bata siya. So, ito'y applicable, hindi lamang o sa bata o hindi lamang sa, sa may pera o sa, sa may, mga milyonaryo, kundi kahit sa mga walang pera, is can also be guilty of idolatry. And that's the situation right here. And what God saying in 1 Timothy 6, 17-19, Command those who are rich in this world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they, will, they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Nung tilanggap natin si Jesus, sinasabi natin na, Lord, I surrender all. But is that so real in our lives that we surrender all? Yung ibang issue, hindi pere. Pero ang issue, boyfriend. Hindi mabuhay ng walang boyfriend. Hindi kompletong buhay pag walang girlfriend. Si ibang issue nila, yung sasakyan nila. Wag na wag mong makakante yung sasakyan, pakikipagpatayan. We, have, we are guilty of this one thing. Committing the sin of idolatry, not putting Jesus as the number one person in our lives. Luke 18.24, Jesus, seeing that he had become sad, said, how difficult it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. You know why Jesus Christ said this? How difficult it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. Why? Because their wealth becomes their God. And it's so impossible for you to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. You cannot buy your salvation with money. Salvation is by Jesus alone, 
making Him as your Lord and personal Savior. In Mark chapter 10, verse 26, For they were exceedingly astonished and said to Him, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Who then can be saved? Kung ang isa pa lang mayamang tao ay mas mabuti para yung isang kamelyo, makakalusot sa butas ng karayom, pero isang mayamang tao hindi papasok sa karya ng Diyos. Yes, totoo po yun. Because kung ang isang mayamang tao ang kanyang magiging Diyos, yung kanyang kayamanan, hindi nga siya papasok ng kalangitan. Pero kung isang tao mayaman man o mahirap, kung si Jesus ang kanyang Panginoon, siya ay mayroong kaligtasan. Sa tao ay imposible yun, pero sa Diyos walang imposible. Amen. The question now is, who then can be saved? Ito po ang sagot, Ephesians 2.89. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. Say through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Sabi natin kanina, I wish Jesus didn't say that. Referring to sell all your possessions. Having explained all this, na sinasabi lang pala ng Panginoon yun, doon sa isang taong nakita niyang ang kayamanan ng kanyang Diyos. Now we understand why Jesus did say, sell all your possessions. Ang tanong doon, sino ang kayamanan ng buhay mo sa oras na ito? Who do you consider as your ultimate treasure? Are we guilty of idolatry? Are we guilty of worshipping other things? Maring iba sa inyo yung inyong personal endeavor, yung success ninyo, yung kota ninyo sa sales ninyo, yun ang inyong dinodiyos. Maring iba sa inyo yung kumpanya ninyo, yung inyong dinodiyos. Maring iba sa inyo yung nililigawan ninyo, ang inyong dinodiyos na kapag nawala sa buhay niyo. Ano mang bagay, na ipinantay ninyo sa Diyos at pag nawala sa inyo para bang magkukulap sa inyong daigdig ninyo, iyon ay kalaban ng Diyos. When Jesus is your ultimate treasure, only then He becomes Lord of your life. We hope you were inspired by that message. Listen to more podcasts from our website at www.victoryalabang.org and in the Victory Alabang app. Thank you and stay connected.